Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Christian Talk with Eric Thompson. A thoughtful podcast helping Christians navigate life. A podcast for Christ, covering faith, family, political issues, using God's Word, the Bible. The victory is ours. Let our light shine before others so they may glorify our Father in Heaven. Welcome to Christian Talk with Eric Thompson. Hi, welcome to another Christian Talk podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. It's Tuesday, June 6, 2023. On today's Coffee with Christians podcast, I got my chocolate drink of choice. Three shots of espresso in there. We'll be ending up in Numbers chapter 35. So if you have your Bible and want to open up, we'll get to there in a little bit. I was thinking about living as a Christian in a fallen world today. And then when you get into the word, you you get reminded that this isn't our home. In 2 Corinthians 5, 5 through 9, Paul wrote, Now he who prepared us for this very purpose is God, and he gave us the spirit as a pledge, as a deposit. He would take back. Therefore, being always of good courage and knowing that while we're at home in this body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight, but we are of good courage and prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. Therefore, we also have as our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to him. So as Christians, we're... The Holy Spirit is taking residence in our soul per our confession of, of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We've been filled with the Holy Spirit, born from above. So our desire, now that we are children of God, is to be present in the presence of God. But Paul said, well, you know, it's, it's good either way because to be absent from the Lord, we're walking by faith and we're making much of Jesus Christ, but we're of good courage. 
we're confident and would actually rather be absent from the body and to be present at home with the Lord. So when, if you ever wonder, how does it, how does it work when you die? What happens? Well, to be absent from the body is to be immediately present before the Lord. There is no purgatory. There is no guessing what's happening. If you're a true child of God, last breath here, first breath, then glory. Just funny how Paul would say that and how we agree. Paul says also in the scriptures that for your sake, I'm here serving you, but I would rather be absent from the body and present with the Lord. We have a great reward and we have eternity ahead of us as children of God. In Romans 8, talks about living life through the Holy Spirit. In verse 1, this is to you and me today, a reminder. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you ever feel condemned, it's not from God. It's your mind that you must take the thoughts captive in and understand that the enemy of your soul is trying to possibly oppress you to get you to doubt, but greater is he who is in you, the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit, than the enemy that's in the world. Because it says in verse 14, for those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are children of God. There's nothing that can separate God's love from us. God is never, never rejects us. God doesn't get disappointed to the point that he says, I'm not talking to you anymore. In verse 31, it says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Now listen to this. What did God do for you and me, for those who are the elect? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him gloriously give us all things? Verse 37, now in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For Paul said, I am, I'm convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor death, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the God, from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Romans 8 is it's a chapter that you should have bookmarked, and if you are if you're ever wanting to know your position in Christ, you want to know how God sees you, Romans 8 is there anytime for reference. Hebrews, the writer, inspired by the Holy Spirit, along with 39 others, because there was 40 men inspired by God, the Holy Spirit, to write 
God's word. And this was done over a 1,500-year period on three different continents without contradiction. How's that possible? Because God's word is alive. Think about it. If God the Holy Spirit is, is in you and God the Holy Spirit inspired the men to write the words, the words, like it says that Jesus is the Logos in John 1. Jesus is the word of God. Revelation 19, he will return as the conquering king. So when we're in the word of God, just like we have already been in, understand that there is no other book of religion that you need to use in conjunction with the Bible. There's no extra verses or verses you can delete from the the completed canon of Scripture. There's no Book of Mormon that goes along with God's Word, Jehovah's Witnesses' writings, Buddha's writings, the Vedas and Hinduism. There's one God, there's one Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this Word of God, in verse 12 of Hebrews 4, it's alive, it's living, and it's active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword, and it pierces even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. And for the true, born from above, saved child of God, when we read it, the Holy Spirit judges the words judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart which is good because we want to be disciplined by our loving father in heaven because we want to make much of god we want to be lights in the darkness and we want to be to know how we are known so we can correct, we can, we can, we can, as led by the Holy Spirit, do our best to please our Father, understanding that it is by grace that we have been saved by faith, not of works. So we can't brag about our salvation, but we do want to make much of Jesus Christ for God's glory. And this is crucial because the entire world <clears throat> needs to understand in verse 13 that there's nothing in creation hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and exposed before the eyes of him to whom we must all give an account. So as Christians, as Christians, we want to be humble, like imitate, like I do most days, imitate Christ, humility, and when we're humble over in Philippians 2, 14 through 15, then we, are, we can comply with the apostolic instructions toward righteousness. Paul says in Philippians 2, 14 and 15, do everything without grumbling or arguing. The world's watching. God's watching. So that you may be blameless and pure, children of God, without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars 
in the sky. Spoke about this yesterday with Moses spending 40 days with the Lord on the mountain, came down and he shined. He was so bright they would cover his face. But over time, as he was not in the direct in the direct presence of God, his face receded back to normal, but his glory faded. Well, Paul says that if we don't grumble and argue and we pursue righteousness, and then we will become blameless and pure children of God because we'll be walking in the Holy Spirit, making much of God and putting his interest above our own and the interest of others above our own interest. And the world will look at us, this warped and crooked generation we live in will see us as stars shining among them as in the sky. Praise the Lord. So how do we how do we shine like stars in this crooked generation? Well, first first John two fifteen, we're not going to be like the world. We're not going to tolerate sin. We're not going to for the sake of of ministering or reaching out to the lost, we're not going to embrace sin like the LGBTQ sexual activities. No, we, we're going to reject the world system because John says if you that we should not love the world or anything in it because if you do, if you love things in the world system, this world that will burn away will be replaced, will be utterly destroyed because of its sin condition following Adam's fall. Because if you love the world system, then the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the things of the world are pursuing the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life. And these are not from the Father, but they're from the world. To be ministering Christ followers that are shining like the stars in the darkness We also must not be yoking up or partnering up with people of the darkness. Satan tempts all the time to get Christians to try to, you know, just hang around them more. Maybe you can convince them to be Christians. Yeah, they're into drugs really bad and having illicit sexual activity, but it's okay to yoke up with them, to partner up with them, to be close friends with them. Paul says, no, do not be partnered up or yoked together with the unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Satan? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Nothing. We are children of the light. The unbeliever is a child of darkness. So we have to choose this day who we'll serve and and who we will partner with, and that'll be other believers, not of this world as we are just passing by. So we are more than conquerors in Jesus Christ. It is better for us to be absent from this body and present with the Lord, but for the Lord's sake, we are to be at his bidding and at his work while present until he takes us home. And nothing can separate us from the love of God 
and to make sure that we do not get bogged down, stained by this world system, we do not, be, we do not want to be partnering up with the world. We want to be in the world, but not of the world. And we want the world to say, why are they different? There's something different. And then we share the gospel. Amen. All right, before we get to numbers 35, I want to remind you guys, the culture war is on and we can and should be involved in politics to make sure that those who are seeking God and pursuing righteous causes, we help get an office. We also want to support businesses that support our causes. We do not want to support, quote unquote, woke businesses walking in darkness collectively. There's an easy way that you can save about $900 a year on your budget without giving up any services. Matter of fact, you can get better service on your cell phone service Keep the same 5G network, the same number of bars, but get better customer service for about half the cost. No brainer, right? Well, that's what my wife and I did. And this is all you have to do. You go over to this website, gopuretalk.com. That's a cell phone company we've had for a couple of years. Hundreds of thousands of people have left and are flocking over to Pure Talk USA. Why? CEO is a U.S. veteran. They support causes we agree with. They do not support woke causes. They do not lock you into a long-term contract. And because they don't have all the overhead and buildings and facilities, they can offer the same 5G network and service on your phones for about half the cost. Average family, $900 a year savings. The nice thing is by going to my website, gopuretalk.com, choosing the plan that's right for you, You'll see the little 50% off red line going through the pricing. The reason why is if you want to keep your phones and phone numbers, you order the SIM cards at checkout. You put in the promo code Bible and you'll get 50% off your first Pure Talk bill, which is already about 50% of what you've been paying. So your first bill would be very low, which can really help in the next couple months to have that huge cell phone bill drop all the way down to non-issue. My cell phone bill is a non-issue. I think I paid $47 a month for the longest time. I may just have increased one of them because I'm doing a lot of driving, but you decide. You tailor your program to what your needs are. So again, go puretalk.com, promo code Bible. All right, numbers 35. Now, in the last couple chapters, God has been telling Moses to get ready and and to, to give to award the land in the promised land that they're about to enter as they're going from Jordan into Canaan, which is Israel. All the allotments and the land and, and this is, okay, the bigger, the bigger clans, the bigger tribes are going to get need more land and so you're gonna, we're going to draw by lot and everything is setting up. But the Levites, the priests, they're not going to be given land, as in they're not going to have a big territory. So Numbers 35, on the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho, the Lord said to Moses, again, this is before Moses was taken up to heaven because Moses doesn't get to enter the promised land. 
God said to Moses, command the Israelites to give the Levites, the priest, towns to live in from the inheritance the Israelites will possess. Give them pasture lands around the towns. So you're going to kind of have this church. You're going to have this this, uh, area, areas designated for the serving of God by the Levites who were the called tribe to serve the Lord. Different than any other, the rest of them, okay, uh, Manasseh, here's your area, just go for it. But God's saying, no, I'm going to have the Levites living amongst the tribes. So, you, so I want the, uh, the Levites to be given pasture lands around the different towns, and they will have towns to live in, pasture lands for the cattle they own and for the other animals. The pasture lands around the towns that you will give the Levites will extend a thousand cubits from the town wall outside the town. Measure 2,000 cubits on the east side, 2,000 on the south side, 2,000 on the west, 2,000 on the north, with the town in the center. They will have this area as pasture land for the towns. What, what is these? There's, now there's, they, they have their areas, but they also have these specific towns measured out with land around it, and these are referred to. There's six of them. The cities of refuge. Verse six, six of the towns you give the Levites will be cities of refuge to which a person who has killed someone may flee. In addition, give them 42 other towns. Six of them are the cities of refuge. And all you must give the Levites 48 towns together with their pasture lands. The towns you will give the Levites from the land the Israelites possess are to be given in proportion to the inheritance of each tribe. Take many towns from a tribe that has many but few from one that has few. Then the Lord said to Moses in verse 9, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you cross the Jordan into Canaan, Select some towns to be your cities of refuge to which a person who has killed someone accidentally may flee. Now remember, God had commissioned the death penalty even back when Noah got off the boat. There's eight of us, guys. Uh, By the way, God says if any of us kills somebody else wrongly, our life is required from them. Man has no right to kill somebody that's innocent. So the Lord said to Moses, they will place, these will be places of refuge from the avenger so that anyone accused of murder may not die before they stand trial before the assembly. So if somebody accidentally kills someone and no one sees it, a family member not in their rage or assuming that it was an intentional wrong murder, their family member or friend, whatever, was killed wrongly, then they would have the right to go take vengeance on the person that killed their family member. 
But God says, well, wait, I want to make sure there's justice for you in the new land. So set up the, set up the cities of refuge. And if someone kills someone innocently, they are to flee and go hide inside the gates. As long as they're in there, the Avenger cannot mur- kill them, cannot get justice because they haven't stood trial before the assembly. These six towns will give will be given to these six towns you give will be your cities of refuge. Give three on this side of the Jordan and three in Canaan as cities of refuge. These six towns will be a place of refuge for Israelites and for the foreigners residing among them so that anyone who has killed another accidentally can flee there. If anyone strikes someone a fatal blow with an iron object, that person is a murderer. The murderer is to be put to death. Or if anyone is holding a stone and strikes someone a fatal blow, that person is a murderer and the murderer is to be put to death. Or if anyone is holding a wooden object and strikes someone a fatal blow with it, the person murdered, the murderer is to be put to death. The avenger of the blood shall put the murderer to death, and when the avenger comes up upon the murderer, the avenger shall put the murderer to death. If anyone with malice aforethought shoves another or throws something at them intentionally so they die, or if out of enmity one person hits another with the fist so they die, the person is to be put to death, premeditated murder. That person is a murderer, and the avenger of the blood shall put the murderer to death when they meet. In the United States of America, states, several states have the death penalty or had the death penalty, but it's becoming rare because today's American, they don't like this idea of the death penalty. God says... I am God, I determine who lives and dies, so if you take someone's life and you you don't have a right to do that, your life must be required. It's first degree. Verse 22, but if without enmity, someone suddenly, so impromptu, wasn't thinking about it, there was an, an argument. If they push another or they get mad and they throw something at someone, unintentionally they didn't mean to you know hit him in the head or whatever or without seeing them they don't know that they're below but they're they're dropping a stone that's big enough to kill them and they died then since that other person was not an enemy and no harm was intended the assembly must judge between the accused and the avenger of the blood according to these regulations the assembly must protect the one accused of the murder from the avenger of blood and send the accused back to the city of refuge for what they fled. The accused must stay there until the death of the high priest who was anointed with holy oil. But if the accused ever goes outside the city, the limits of the city of refuge from which they fled, the protection is inside the walls. But if the accused goes outside the walls, then the avenger of the blood and the blood avenger of the blood finds him outside the city. The avenger of the blood may kill the accused person, the accused without being guilty of murder. The accused must stay in the city of refuge until the death of the high priest 
Only after the death of the high priest may they return to their own property. So they have protection. And if they're not found guilty at the death of the high priest, then they can go back and nothing should happen to them. But if they go out of the wall, maybe thinking they're going to flee because they're really guilty and they don't want to go before the people, the council, and they get caught, then their blood is on their own head because they did not find peace and safety in the cities of refuge. Verse 29, this is to have the force of law for you throughout the generations to come wherever you live. Anyone who kills a person is to be put to death as a murderer only on the testimony of witnesses. No one is to be put to death on the testimony of only one witness. Do not accept a ransom for life of a murderer who deserves to die. They are to be put to death. The rich person's not allowed to buy their family member out of their punishment. Or if a person of notoriety, of nobility, they're not allowed to escape the judgment because God is the one, is that God is the judge. And if you kill someone who's innocent, in God's economy, in his world, since he is God, your life should be required of you. Verse 32, so do not accept a ransom for anyone who has fled to city refuge and so allow them to go back and live on their own land before the death of the high priest. In verse 33, do not pollute the land where you are. Bloodshed pollutes the land. An atonement cannot be made for the land on which blood has been shed except by the blood of the one who shed it. Do not defile the land where you live and where I dwell, for I, the Lord, dwell among the Israelites. What do we get from this? God, obviously everything is thought out in advance because God created all things. He knows all things. And he knows the problem with having no place for people to be tried when there is an accusation. So instead of having mob rule with people just killing people, it's like, you know what? If you accidentally kill someone, you you can go get justice because God doesn't find you guilty if you're innocent. So the you will be able to present your case and if the high priest finds you not guilty upon his death, you can return. The death penalty is, is, like I said earlier, it's, it's interesting to me. The people can kill one, two, three, 10, 20 people in public even. Everybody sees it. And the people that are the most voracious pro-death, pro-abortion activists of babies in the womb will also be the activists to block, to try to block the death penalty from being administered. So it's okay to kill people, adults, and just spend time in jail. You shouldn't, you shouldn't get the death penalty after killing someone that did not deserve to be killed, that are innocent. We should just leave them in jail 
but we should protect the dolphins, the whales, and the sea animals, the bald eagle, to kill them, to go to jail. Kill the babies, but don't kill the murderer. It's just, it's lawlessness. Again, eight people get off the boat after God flooded the entire world and after they sacrificed animals to the Lord and, and the aroma went up and God, they gave God the glory for saving them. He said, by the way, there's eight of you. If any, whoever sheds innocent blood, their life shall be given. God is the author of life. God established the death penalty. And even though someone may get saved in jail, destined for glory, it doesn't take away unless God directly intervenes for his own purposes, justice. But if, if there is no fear of persecution and prosecution, of those who are criminals, the evildoers. If there's if there's no if there's no punishment in this world for the wrongs they do, then as we see in Los Angeles and Portland and, and Chicago, New York City, if there if the God has turned over the community and the people are not administering justice, then the innocent are the ones that frequently get punished by the people that they claim they were trying to help by not locking them up or giving the death penalty. So we praise God. We thank him that he will never leave us nor forsake us. We thank him that he has established all things, that he has included everything in the scriptures that was necessary and that we can go to for our instructions on godly living. As we wait for the glorious appearing of our great God, Savior, Jesus Christ, to God be the glory. So thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, you guys are doing great. My pillow, huge sales, up 80% off. Bible pillows, check them out for your grandkids and kids. They go to bed with scriptures right by their head. They got cool slippers inside, outside. Sheets, towels, I love them all. We got so many of them over here at the house. So check them out. Go to mypillow.vip. It'll forward over to mypillow.com. The promo code in mypillow is, F, is three letters FLS for liberty's sake. That'll get you the savings. Mypillow.com forward slash FLS. And to save up to 50% off on your cell phone bill, again, you go to gopuretalk.com. Choose a plan that's right for you. Promo code Bible at checkout. Send cards to show up in the mail in about a week. Put them in and welcome to the family. Take care.